Live from Gutter Cat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. What is going on? It's so good to be back and see so many familiar faces in the audience. If you listen to the podcast, hello from all around the world and welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter Spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. It's season 2.0, baby. The first 96 episodes in season one were recorded in the height of the bull market. We talked to industry leaders and learned about why they were here. Some of those emerging leaders have already left the space completely. Others are still building. But what's more impressive now that we've been in a bear market for half a year are the community members that joined Web3 and refused to leave the space. They stayed through the good times and are bonding together even more through the bear market because their conviction never left. We call them the Carls, and every episode in Season 2, we will hear from one of them and their thoughts in the space. Today's guest is a close friend that I met through the Crazy About Crypto show last year. He listened to the podcast when Zeneca was on and has bonded with the community of Crazy Carls ever since. He took a huge risk and bet on himself throughout the bear market by quitting his day job in the service industry and taking on the task of creating an extremely unique PFP collection called Crypto. CryptoTats for the Crazy Carl Collective. CryptoTats launched last month and sold out in less than three days during the pre-sale. 1,111 pieces of unique characters tatted with the values of the Crazy Carl Collective. The financial support of the collective during the sale now allows Nomos to focus on building his art and brand in the Web3 space without worry. It's one of the greatest stories that came out of Season 1 for the show, and it's my honor to have him on as the first guest of Season 2. Nomos, what is going on, brother? You're on mute. I'm so sorry. There he is. Um, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. That was an um, incredible um, uh, announcement. So thank you so much for that. It, it's a it's just a it's crazy the journey that we've been on and it's even more fun being able to interview friends and people that I know even better because I already have context of your story a little more and been able to see your journey in web3 which is even more exciting um, in the show because I think in season one was a lot of fun talking to like the the big influencers, the big brand builders. But I think what we missed in season one was getting to talk to the people that kind of found out about Web3. And when we launched it, it was right at the beginning of, you know, the boom of NFTs. And so we got to kind of chat with everyone that was someone in the industry. But I think the cooler thing now are all of us that are still here building. Uh, maybe we've got attached to a community. Maybe we're building in a community that there's some people that are building in communities that have like fallen apart, um, but they're still there grinding to try to add value because they care about the community that was started. And I just think it's so cool. Like, I think I'm so excited for season two because there's just so many stories about why people are 
are still here with the the markets crashing and big centralized exchanges going down it's so it's an important time not just to get involved in the drama and the bs but also just to step back and focus on like why the fuck all of us are here to begin with and so i would like uh to start the show if you don't mind just kind of talking about your journey into the web3 space first time you heard about nfts or crypto and then uh to the point where you kind of finally were like ready to dive all in. You had a lot of conviction. You wanted to to make the jump to try and do something in the space. Uh, tell tell everyone your story. I think I know a little of it, but I, I think there's probably parts I haven't even heard. So I'd love to, for you just to walk us back and tell us the about the story. Yeah, hundred percent. So um, my journey with with crypto first, uh, I learned about crypto in 2015 i think it was um i was thinking to buy like bitcoin for my birthday but i never did and probably six years down the line i was like oh my gosh why didn't i do that back in the day but obviously i'm pretty sure many many people have been there before um so then the end of 2021 a friend of mine told me about um that she has crypto and what she believes it is and how it works and what what she does with it so on and so forth so she told me that the best um practice is um to do um dollar cost average so every month i start putting um, a little amount of money into different cryptos not just ethereum i was just buying different stuff at the time and um Every time I was going to work, I was telling to all my colleagues, oh, look, where are boards? This is going up, this is going down. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but nothing or middle of this same year, um, I found out about NFTs. It was through YouTube or because I was reading and uh, watching videos on YouTube about crypto. So this is how I found out about NFTs. And this was around the time that the board Ape uh, were minting. And at that point, I kind of liked them, but I never really took the chance or the time to read more about it and to find out what actually is. And even though if if I knew back then what, and probably if I was reading everything, probably I wouldn't have um, taken the leap and spent like two grand on a picture, but who knew back then? So that was my first interaction with NFT. So not longer after, I think it was August um, last year, um, I bought my first NFT. It was, it was strangely enough, was in the middle of the night. It was 4.44, I'll never forget that. Um, we can come back to that story later. So yeah, I bought my first NFT. Um, it was really amazing because excited. We were always chatting about the, the NFTs we have. Um, yeah, everybody knows the the beginning. I mean, it's it's something new. It's it's really really interesting. Um, it's it's something unique, and you gain a part of you gain you getting um, into a community, and you're part of that community. So it was great. So um, not long after, I think I sold this one for for quite good profit, and I was like, oh my gosh, you can make money with these things. So as I start thinking that I can I can flip NFTs and I can make money that way, but <laughs> not long after I realized that um, it's not sustainable because yeah, you, you may make uh, one good play, but then you'll do five bad ones and you'll lose all the money that you made previously, so on and so forth. So 
um, I was like, okay, probably flipping NFTs is not exactly for me. Um, so maybe I should have a project or because I, um, before I went to UK, I was studying art and I always wanted to do art plus my whole family and an artist. So I thought that's a great way of, um, of doing it in it, to, to find the niche for yourself, because obviously the flipping game <laughs> wasn't for me. Um, so start doing some small drawings here and there. And then, um, this is where I found out about Zeneca. I was reading, actually, he was a guest in some other show. Um, I don't remember what the name of this YouTuber was called, but uh, Zeneca was his guest. And this is how I found Zeneca. And Zeneca was doing this daily charts where every single day at a certain time, he will post the, the charts of the daily volume and which NFTs uh, did well, which didn't, and so on and so forth. So it's that. Um, following him um then i went to his discord i was spending a lot of time there and then not long after he released his um, nft project which was zeneca letters so i bought these and i was constantly in his groups and uh, in his uh, discord groups and i was finding a lot of interesting information and i was bonding with a lot of people up there which are uh, my friends until today and um after that one day, I saw that Zeneca was was uh, one of your guests. So I listened to the show. I really loved it. Um, I, re I really loved what um, your your questions were, and the way you were holding yourself. The the questions that you were asking were very informative, and I could I could learn something every time that I was listening to your show. Because obviously, right after this um, podcast, I, I was a big fan of your show. So I was trying to listen, or if I did I have this chance to listen? I was um, listening to the recordings. So this is how I found out about you. Um, and uh, one day I drew, um, I drew your card um, in a in a profile view. And I remember that you really, really liked it. We uh, start, uh, you start following me. So we started talking slowly. Um, I went to your Discord group. I, I bonded with a few people there which again, I'm talking uh, with until today. And uh, yeah, basically this is this is how we met and this is uh, what my journey has been into the, the work free so far, pretty much. I love um, how you took us all the way back because one thing that I love about your story is one, the fact that you bought your first NFT at, at 444 is hilarious because anyone that knows the crypto tech collection knows that that number is all over. But it's because it, like you said, when you first started getting into crypto, that number kept popping up for you. Um, just to give some context to that. But I think one thing that I uh, love about your story is just how organic like it is from someone that's just interested and curious and searching for things on the internet to learn more to like how you were able to organically navigate through the ecosystem and get to know people. Um, and something we talked a lot about in season one was just like, uh, to be able to get recognized or to be part of a community, you first have to like work to, you know, to be giving and to be selfless, especially in web three to, to show others your skill sets and talents. Um, and I think this, like your story is a perfect example of that because you were constantly going and helping others or, trying to get in different communities and you were super active in Zeneca's discord too for a very long time. And so love for you just to talk about for those that maybe uh, 
are in the ecosystem and they're just getting started or maybe um, they've been around for a long time but they're not feeling very connected or they're like it it takes a lot of toll on them talk just uh talk a little bit about how the journey of um kind of building something and being a part of communities how that kind of made it uh if it made it easier during the bear or um how you know how did it impact your trading um and just like your philosophies once you started getting involved in more communities and and helping others out right so Regarding communities, I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm in many, like I find, um, I find that if, if you're in too many communities, you're starting to lose track of it. So there was one thing that Zenica was always saying, um, back in the day was, um, when you want to create a project, um, it's very important to create a community first. And I believe him and you, and probably not many other um, leaders in the space have done that um, before, uh, where m- most projects just release a project and then they try and uh, gather and build a community around it. Where I believe Zenica uh, and you are the people who have done it the opposite way, where you create a community first and then um, you're releasing your project. <clears throat> um, so, when you said about um, conviction, when I decided to quit my job and come back home. Obviously, I took off my savings um, out of my account and uh, I left the country and I came here. And when I did that, obviously, the things were great. Uh, we were in the top of the, the bull market. So it won't go well or you won't sell out or anything like that. But as time went, everything started dropping. Ethereum started dropping. People started leaving. Projects were not selling out. There was, there was even a project that was backed up by a lot of people. And it even, didn't even sell out, literally 30% out of the, the whole project sold out. Sold out. Um, but to be fair, I've always knew that it's worth betting on you. So I never stopped dreaming or I never stopped drawing because I knew, back, I, I knew deep, deep inside me that what I'm doing is worth having. And this is another thing that I learned from Seneca. He was always saying that if you create something that's worth having, people will come. So, yeah, probably I had days that I was thinking, why am I doing? Um, maybe this risk is too big. But I always, always knew deep down that I'm doing the right thing. And if you follow your dreams, you can't go wrong. I mean, yeah, what's the worst could happen? Like the project won't sell out. I will, sell, uh, I will spend all my savings. But what could what what was the what's the worst case scenario I'll again and try again until it happens um so yeah it's very very important to have a conviction and to know what are you doing and what's the purpose of it and it's very very important to believe in yourself where's coming to trading um <laughs> i don't think i'm the great the greatest trader so um never taken advice no and financial advice from me um maybe i can draw but when it comes to flipping NFTs, um, I'm really, really bad. Um, so when you're saying about communities, basically these are the, the three main communities that have been part of this is the CCC, um, Zen Academy, and Get a Cat Gang. So these are my three favorite communities. And basically these are the people that I know the best in the space. And I'm not really part of any other communities, to be fair. 
I think that's uh, I think that's actually super insightful and something that we talked a little bit about last season too. I think when we were kind of in the height of the bull market, people were just buying everything and felt like they needed one of every single NFT that launched, um, one to either flip or to just like not miss out on a different community. But you start to realize it's like in the world there's there's so many micro communities and when in the early days it felt like oh wow you know we got the board apes okay now we got the gutter cats now we got the cool cats like okay i want to get one of each of these i want to be in all these communities but then as you start to get in the ecosystem and like you said it's been over a year now so these communities start to form and they take up a lot of time in themselves so it's a lot stronger to get so involved in one that helps you grow and helps benefit you or um, helps you become the person you want to be than to like try to stretch super thin and then just be burnt out of everything, which I think a lot of people learned last year is like trying to just be involved in everything. I learned the hard way. I was like, I was trying to have little bags everywhere and I would miss out on things and get upset because I wasn't always involved in the discord. And like anyone in the space knows, especially when it comes to projects, if you're not super involved or don't know what's going on, you just miss out on different opportunities. And so it's so exciting to just hear like that reiterated because I think one thing that was um, capitalized on uh, in a capitalism sense is that in the early days last year, when NFTs were starting to boom, you had all these 10,000 projects and all of them were minting for 0 0.07, 0 0.08. People were raking in millions of dollars selling out on promises, just like in the ICO days back in 2018 for those people that were around. It was very similar, like all these promises, people promising community, which as we all know <laughs> now, like you can't promise a badass community. It just forms on its own. So I, I love what you said. I would love to hear one thing I wanted to ask you about, because we talked about this you and I but also just in general when you think about communities and how they form um, what do you think about a lot of these like 10,000 or now you know they evolve into 20 or 30 or 40,000 um, PFP projects versus trying to start something smaller like crypto tats only has a little over a thousand uh, what what is that what are kind of like the pros and cons of creating a, a bigger collection versus a smaller collection like um, crypto tats well, <clears throat> I think the benefits of having a smaller collection is if you have a um, smaller but tighter community, then you have a lot more time to, to talk to people in, in within your community. And you have, um, it, it's a lot easier to reach out to these people um, where if, if you have a huge collection of 10,000, you have so many more people that are involved in the community and it's so much, maybe, yeah, maybe you can have more friends and, and and no more people <clears throat> but it's so much harder to to communicate with them and and to be i mean not communicate with them because you can always make an announcement or what you want but i mean communicate in a, in a personal level like chat with these people on a daily basis and and have an ideas and and build together because for me this is the more important bit is is to do things together with your community rather than just having one person who is pulling the strings if that makes sense um so yeah i think that's that's the benefit that um i believe if you have more uh, bigger community um then you have more more reach so you can have 
uh, more voices and the community could be could be louder. But I believe if you start from small, you can always go big. But if you go with big community and that doesn't work out, um, then it's <laughs> it's pretty much the end of it. I think as you know, it's it's hard to to chop down your supply or. or I don't know how it could make it work. Yeah, it reminds me, I was a teacher for uh, 12 years, and so it reminds me of um, something that we used to talk about in education a lot, which is when you're dealing with, like, instructing kids or, or classroom management, if you, um, it's easier to always, like, if you give a kid like a mile they'll just they'll keep going but if you give them an inch at the beginning it's always easier to kind of get loose or not as strict over time i think the same thing goes when you're talking about communities or forming organic communities like it's always it's always going to be easier to start really small and slowly build uh and continue to expand as like it's needed versus you know, you start with uh, like these huge promises and a really big community. And then, you know, people that get in or are part of the community just for, and we see that a lot of now times, um, the idea of a roadmap gets shit on all the time. But back in the day, that's that like last year, that was every single NFT project had a roadmap. Um, and it's just so, it's so hard to promise things when you uh, maybe haven't even worked out the details of them. And so you see things on roadmaps not happen or, um, and then it just like gives people a bad rep. And as soon as community falls apart, if it is uh, not super strong, then it's really hard to back that up because people question each other and then there's infighting. And we've seen that a lot in the bear market. I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are on, on that, especially um, just kind of like the drama and the, you know, like it, it's so funny because Web3 when at this time last year, no one talked about politics or personal beliefs. It was all just like, it was anything that was polarizing was tried to be left out of the Web3 space. And now you've seen everything seep into the space. It's become a little bit, um, you know, people literally say they have to take breaks and just leave the space for a while because it, it weighs down on them. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on kind of the evolution of those days where everyone was just like, excited and passionate and to like now where you start to see like the polarizing nature of Twitter start coming out and, and like arguing within communities um, and, and all these types of things start to start to happen and unfold. <laughs> right. So <laughs> about arguing, um, I'm, if, if you know me in person, you'll probably know, but I'm the, the person that learns last about the arguing. Like I'm so not, interested in people arguing that <laughs> you won't even believe but it, when people argue i just turn my back and i don't even listen like it, it really well it, it depends if there's argument where you can learn something probably but nowadays nobody argue for that and people just argue for the sake of arguing and when you're saying about what was back then i think back then the there was a lot more people i believe in the space one thing and another thing was it was exciting because every single um, week or every single day something was minting something new was coming up um, new project was around the corner people were hyping this hyping that whereas now not not a lot is going on let's be fair um, if not very little so when people are talking about dramas and, and stuff like that which I'm completely completely not into um, so <laughs> I can really even yesterday somebody there was some drama happening in the Kerikat gang but I really really don't know what's going on um, I just learned from the little group chat that we had. But apart from that, 
I really don't know what's going on with with the drama. So yeah, in my um, humble opinion, this is this is uh, what causes it because not a lot is happening, and people are trying to keep it trying to keep it interesting in in some ways. So when there's no hype and no new projects to come uh, to look forward to, I believe you you start creating dramas and fighting. I love that, and I think you're 100 percent accurate. I think you're right on. Um, I think one thing that's interesting to me too is you start to see uh, the people that aren't involved or don't want to be involved in in getting in, in into that kind of stuff. They almost you like you try to figure out who to surround yourself around, and you start to see the same kind of people hitting your timeline and stuff that are more uplifting or positive. It's so funny how the algorithms work, but you can, in some ways, it's nice to know what's in the broader spectrum happening or kind of like the trend. But it's so important, and uh, one of these. Re- reasons like you said to like get involved in organic community that's like constantly trying to build because you like you said you can have a disagreement or you know even in the even in the process of this project if we didn't uh, necessarily agree on certain things we would talk about it and have like a civil discussion and then figure out ways to move on and and like with crypto tats or with building anything like it's more about empathy and listening to the other person and trying to figure out a middle ground it seems like that is in like a global sense less and less of how you know like we're taught uh, or like guided to think about things nowadays which is so frustrating because when uh, there's empathy there's so much more room for progress and we're starting to see uh like what a lack of empathy and just like polarization can do to a, a space um and in the world and humanity and it's 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 really telling but i think another thing is like more and more good people that wake up and just want to continue to help others out uh it we can create uh, our own communities that do good and um eventually i'm a big believer that good always outdoes the evil and, and we will be like the people that are building slowly and organically those are the groups that'll take off um because those are the ones that have been staying positive and, and helping build each other up. And there's not, you know, all this trauma and these scars from, you know, a bear market. It's like a bear market shouldn't necessarily mean that you're like just obliterated and mad and just wanting to spew like like your anger out on the world. Uh, and I think like the opposite is like people in a bear market try to like bond together and get closer. And I feel like I've definitely have a lot more close relationships um, this year at this time than I did last year, which is exciting. So I'd love for you to talk about how you made it through the bear market when things turned bad, when the shit was hitting the fan and you saw like your portfolio going down, you with a bigger risk because you actually quit your job to try to start. And this that was constantly on my mind as well as like, I, we've got to pull this off because there's no way. I wanted to let you down, but what what kept you going, and what made you um, not give up or or uh, get down when things weren't great the last three or four months? Yeah, thank you. Great question. Um, so, it, one thing I'll start with that: if you look at the the bear in CryptoTat on on its chest, it says uh, mind, body, mind, body, and soul. So the the reason behind this is because. In the bull market, everything is is happening every second, and you always need to to check um, new what what was what's happening, what's the new information, what's what's the next thing popping on, um, and you're extremely extremely burned out if you have to follow everything, even though you can't. Um, so in the bear market, the things are a lot more chill. 
and you have time for yourself and you have time to to look after your mind body and soul and moreover you have time to bond with people as you said and and create new relationships so what kept me going for this bear market was at first the conviction that i will create something worth having um one thing and the second really really big thing it was the the community behind it because um most people know when my tablet crash i was so uh, great um what happened but it can it can do it again and um we we're, we're here and we're, we're going to wait for your for your project to come whenever it's ready so these, these were the two really big things that kept me going first creating something um beautiful that people would like to have and second the community behind the project yeah i love that i think that you know those like the hardest moments um one thing that i don't do enough of and what can suck me into like a negative mindset for a day or two is like knowing to check out uh like you said if things are negative on the timeline or things aren't it aren't lifting you up it's never a bad thing just to turn everything off completely and something that i've talked to you about um individually that i want to do better at uh so i appreciate you talking about that because in a bear market when things are slower it does allow you to kind of check back out um and not be as super active um just spending that time doing other things that kind of lift your mind body and soul up so that's great what um i think one thing that i love is like i know that you're still into um the web3 space and thinking about it and where it could go what are what are some of the things you're most excited about right now in web3 and like thinking about the future or not necessarily just web3 but the blockchain and like what are some of the things you're most excited to see come out of the next couple years um in the space right so the things that i'm most excited about is to actually have um some use cases in the technology um because let's be fair at the moment the only uh, maybe correct me if i'm wrong but the biggest use case scenario that we have right now is um having pictures and profile pictures and here and there we see some nice art but apart from that, um, oh, maybe 6529, he's creating this, <coughs> excuse me, um, discourses and um, this university um, on blockchain. So this is something different that I've seen. Um, but apart from that, I haven't seen anything um, extremely unique. Maybe I haven't heard. Uh, maybe it's there already, but I haven't. Oh, maybe end domains, they have um, different purpose. But in general, I would love to see where um, the technology itself will take us. And I can imagine a future where all of, all of our documents um, in a form of, I don't think it will be called NFTs um, in a few years, but everything is um, in digital files that are stored on the blockchain, uh, being our ID cards or our um, health um, cares or pretty much everything or the way we're going to be dealing with with um, properties or cars or um, the way that it will help uh, the healthcare or the way that will help um, students or to uh, the way that will help um, teaching people um, different stuff. So yeah, this is what I'm most excited about. And another thing that I'm super excited about is the way that nowadays um, it can reach a lot wider audience um, thanks to the blockchain. 
um, by creating these um, communities. So yeah, these are the things that I'm super, super excited about. And maybe that's, that's a different topic, but um, I believe AI is going to be a really, really big um no, I'm actually glad I was going to pivot because as everyone knows, there is a robot in the CryptoTech collection and it's a, it says AI3 on it. But there's we've kind of talked about this, but I'd love for you to talk about AI just a little bit because I think in the next couple of years, we're going to hear a lot more and we've seen it already with Dolly and AI art. But, you know, word search engines with AI is becoming just like the comprehensive knowledge uh, because it, we're able to run so much data, ba- data through data bases now is is just going to be mind-blowing for what um what we're able to digitize or what robots or ai will be able to do for humanity so i'd love to hear your thoughts on on ai especially because i think it's very relevant to web3 yeah 100 percent. so from my understanding um uh, not a lot of people like ai um especially artists <laughs> some people some artists really dislike it um where I don't agree with that. Um, I think AI is great. And the reason why I think that is because one, uh, for people that want to create, but they don't have necessarily the skill to create, they can show their vision, they can they can create the things that they have in their minds and in their heads, and they can show it to us. And I'm pretty sure we will be surprised that um, what some people are coming up with, because somebody may be not necessarily 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 uh, be good at drawing but they can be really good uh, with creating uh, stuff and coming up with different things so i think that's that's one thing that's great um another thing is um me personally sometimes i use it as, in, as inspiration so if I'm stuck and I cannot think of anything, I'll just go to um, AI and I'll start typing uh, prompts and they'll come up with different images. And these images then uh, can inspire you to do something different. So you can use it as a, as a second brain in a way. Um, so yeah, I think AI is great. I love it. Um, and to be honest, I, I started using it maybe a month, maybe two months ago. And since then, there have been like two or three new versions. And some of the things that this this stuff comes up with is just mind-blowing. And I, I can't I can't actually imagine what's going to be in five to ten years. I'm pretty sure people will be able to, to create movies um, with it. So, yeah, I'm super, super excited about it. And if you think about it, if, if you... If an, if an old artist spends like one year or some some crazy amount of time to to come up with with a nice piece that you look at and you're like oh my gosh this is amazing, you can do that the same you can do the same thing maybe not the same thing but you can do similar things that will make you feel something out of AI within minutes. So if you think about that and if you if you imagine how many more art could be created in a shorter time. It's just amazing. And how many more people that don't necessarily have the skills can create art? It's just amazing. And if you think about the art in general and how, if, if for example, you have 100 pieces and out of these 100 pieces, five are amazing to you personally, imagine you have 10,000. Out of these 10,000, there'll be a lot more that will be appealing to you. So 
for me that just means there will be more and more beautiful art to be created when when we're talking about art and ai yeah and i mean obviously art is like a huge risk and it's going to continue to evolve as um you know we continue to master and like you said there's going to be visionaries that come out of it that maybe didn't uh, draw ever but they just have like these ideas and concepts in their mind that when you see what it actually is um on uh like on paper or or on screen it'll really just be able to blow your mind but i think you know when when you get to a sense of general intelligence uh you know ai allows the human race like there's when it becomes superhuman uh as long as it always has morals and values and and i think that's the one big fear of ai is like that it turns down a path of destruction but if we are not killed by AI, then life will be much better because of it, because you'll be able to have a system where AI is able to make human life easier in a lot of ways. Um, like you said, with art being one of them, you could have AI creating movies in a, a fraction of the time that it would take now. You, entertainment, um, but then when you get into sense of even like physical labor and things like that, if AI is taking over, like things like cheap products be so much cheaper, and uh, it, it's just like fascinating to think of a world that we may live in in the next um, couple decades, because you think about how far technology has come. What do you think about that when? Uh, when you kind of think like we're both in our 30s and during our generation we saw really this massive revelation of the digital world and digital age uh from basically landline and having to dial up and everything being so slow and people making fun of the internet to now uh talking about living in a digital world or metaverse and like the billionaires of the world are thinking most most about this what is it how, do you ever step back and think about what a crazy time we're living in 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 our generation no, 100%. Um, I'm actually extremely grateful to be born when I was born and to be able to experience the changes that we've seen. Um, <laughs> there's something actually funny. If you ask a kid nowadays how to answer the phone, they'll go with their flat pound and they'll just answer the phone this way. Whereas if you ask an older person, he'll do the hand loose, um, you know, the hand loose emote. The hundred, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they'll pick up the phone this way that old way so yeah that, that and it's just it just goes to show how much things have changed um so yeah wh when we're talking about what was back then and how we had a line phone and we didn't even know about the internet and when the internet came and if you think about i wasn't thinking yeah when you said did i did, um i took a step back to think about it yes i have and the thing um that i come up with imagine the time that it took from the electricity to be created until the internet was created, that was, it was quite a long time. And then from the internet until crypto and NFTs was quite fast. And if you imagine the next 10 years, it's actually hard to imagine where we would be. And I really, really want us to have this conversation um, in 10 years time and, and just be blown away, I guess. But that's the beautiful thing about think, tech too is because it creates this archive right of like all of, uh, it's it's kind of gets weird when you think about our kids growing up in um a time where like their digital uh footprint or imprint will be on the world forever like they'll 
it's like able to go with them from the time they're three till the two or three when they first start interacting with the digital world to the time they die. I mean, they can like the idea of consciousness or with AI being able to track, uh, you know, how people think like it, it almost, you're almost able to, it's funny because I, I forget what it was, who said it, but like, someone said that we already pretty much are cyborgs because we, our phones are like this extension of ourselves. And it's really something I think a lot about because it's like when we have headsets or when, you know, we have like meta just dropped, you know, the new Oculus, which is so much more, it's like so much more elevated already. You can see the real world and your digital world. But when these start to really combine, it's like, um, it is. It becomes a whole different type of world that we live in and interact with daily. And in so many ways, it's so inspiring because you, any sort of boundary of where you were born starts to get lifted. And I think that's something that I've always thought was beautiful about Web3 is just like um, how borderless it really is. And being able to create these economies um, digitally uh, takes away so many limitations that our parents and grandparents had. Yeah, so my take on that is, as with every single thing, um, I believe I believe balance is extremely, extremely important in this case. Um, because, as I said, with everything in life, balance is so important. Because you can you can drink water, but if you if you drink too water too much water, um, it's not really good for you. If you eat, it's good for you, but if you eat too much, it's not. Um, so pretty much even if you do your favorite thing on the world if you do it too much then it becomes boring and it's not enjoyable anymore so again with with all all of this tech it's it's amazing and the possibilities are endless but at the same time we need to have a balance with it and we need to take time and do things in real life with real people and have real connections with people um, so as long as we have that balance, I believe we can we can go and we can achieve great things. But without it, um, it can turn ugly very very quick, in my honest opinion, obviously. But yeah, and I think you're right. I mean, I think that's something that as builders in the space, um, and we've talked about it because it is it gets hard, especially with dopamine hits and with um, you know the way that tech has taught us to like pull us in. And the algorithms really like can control our mind. Like our, we end up on Instagram without even knowing it. Zeneca talks a little bit about it being, you know, using, um, using the w internet and digital like tech as a tool instead of letting it us use us as its tool, right? Like using, letting, uh, um, being uh, consumed by it instead of using it to help us create. And I think that's a big part of, um, learning like that separation so you can do amazing things but not necessarily be controlled by it because that's what you also see or, or, a lot of times um, I think the biggest things and, and not really providing value to us and I think we have to be the ones that help dictate how we can create apps or how we can create ecosystems that aren't just going online and hearing people talk over and yell each other on spaces and like creating drama. And yeah, it's really great and it's great clickbait, but then it's like really shitty and makes people feel bad. And I think that's a big part of like building a world within a world is like figuring out what that new world needs to look like. Um, because if we don't, then like you said, it can be like a very slippery slope of what it becomes.
yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, <laughs> as you said, as you mentioned, as you mentioned, trauma again. Uh, I believe this is something uh, that is, is never helpful. Whatever we talk about, um, to have trauma is never helpful. It's helpful to have arguments and come up with with uh, decisions and uh, learning stuff, but to have trauma just for the sake of it, uh, I don't think it's ever helpful. Yeah, I agree. We're going to move here in just a second to Community Corner. This is the first episode back. If you want to come up and if you have a question for Nomos um, about his journey or just want to add on to anything in the conversation, please hit that request button. Before we go, um, I do want to ask you um, one more thing, which is just I'd love for you just to um, talk about moving ahead and like now that you have a project, like during the bear market, things were really hard, but you like kept your head down. You got with community and now you continue build. Now crypto tats is out there. It's launched, you know, just in the last few weeks, it's like a whole new world now because now you're a creator. Now you're build helping build a world for a community. So I'd love for you to just talk about like what your thoughts are now in the space. And, um, especially now as a builder, what your, your thoughts and next steps are about crypto tats and, uh, just anything else that you want to share. Yeah, thank you. Great question. Um, so my thoughts on the space right now is, I believe if, if there's somebody uh, that will tell you, oh, we're going to be here or we're going to be there in X amount of time, um, that's nonsense because um, maybe I don't know well, but in my opinion, nobody ever knows what's going to happen in the future. Um, maybe there's history, uh, maybe there's facts, and maybe people can look at uh, data uh, from before and they can say what's going to happen um, in the near future <clears throat> but in my humble opinion um, none of that matter because what actually matters is your your deeds what you do how you how you talk to people how you you behave and how you act in the space and when i do stuff i believe um, and i want to be here for a very very long time so i don't really know or care that much what's going to happen in the next two three five months i really do care and i really want to be here in 10 years um, or 50 years um, it doesn't matter it doesn't really matter as long as i'm alive i want to be here so for me what's really really important is to create these relationships and creating these bonds and build with people that i have trust with and people that i like so what is coming up next uh, for crypto tats is um, I can't really, really say much, but um, in terms of art, because this is what I do, there's going to be amazing things coming up um, for that collection. And being a small number will help me to achieve the goal, which is very ambitious, that I have. Um, so this is as much as I can say. And again, for me, the most important things, uh, for me, the most important thing is to just build those relationships and I've said that many, many times, but for me, yeah, this is what we are trying to build here. I'm so glad you said that. I think that is like, as much as you think about your collection, like, you know, that you're not going away. Like Nomos of the project before it launched is not different than the Nomos after it launched. And I think that's something that in the space today, you never know with creators or builders of like, oh, are they going to be around? Are they going to continue to build? 
Um, sometimes it's because you don't know the person. And so putting yourself out there and getting to know people and networking and growing with community is while you're creating art and, and trying to figure out how you're going to continue to add value, all of those things is I think the way to go. So many people are like, how do I sell my next piece? It's like, well, if no one knows who you are and no one, like if you come out and sound like a used car salesman, we talked a lot about it last year during the bull market when people come in and got frustrated. It's like, you have to actually be a part of communities. And then it's, it comes naturally, just like how you sold out a collection in a couple of days before we even got to public sale. It's just building those relationships and doing what's kind and what's best for people. Um, people notice, and that is like really good advice and something that I don't think enough builders in the space, uh, put much thought into. And so I think, um, and that's why I was so excited about season two. I think like having these chats about, you know, how do you become, how are you a good person in web three? How do you build in web three? And a lot of times the answer is just like, don't be an asshole, like be a good person and think about others and what will help them out is usually the answer. Unfortunately, not always what we, um, live by. So it's, it's nice hearing that though. Cause I think that is the truth. Um, yeah, maybe it's going to be a shock for some people, but um, I've only started at bought my tablet um, end of last year, <laughs> and this is when I started drawing digitally. Before that, um, I had a break of about seven years or maybe ten years where I didn't really draw anything, and before that, I finished. Um, I graduated in art school, but if you think about it, about our relationship and how everything started. Um, because I always wanted to have a project and I always had in mind to have a, a small project, but I could, I can literally launch it, um, last year because last year I did, um, help with the art for some, for two other projects, which I don't think they even launched, but, um, where I was going with this is when we met and we were talking about, um, crypto tats, basically I could only show you like 10 to 15 pictures of what I've done before. And based on that, I, I don't think you decided to go forward based on just these 10 pictures, because I'm pretty sure there was there were other artists that could show you probably better pictures. I think everything is because first, faith, I really believe in faith. And second it is the way we bond. Like, I really um, liked the way you hand yourself and, and the way um, you want to be in a space and, and the, the values that you have and what you want to achieve in this space and how you want to teach people. And he, you had a baby and you were doing these podcasts because you wanted to provide value. So I believe you and Seneca are the people that I looked a lot um, up to in the space just because of the values that you have. So I believe good people attract good people. And if you think we can um, achieve this in this short amount of time, Imagine what could be in two, three, four, five, ten years, because more and more people will be coming to this space. And naturally, these people will gravitate towards communities like yours or Seneca's. And this is how more and more nice people meet. And this is how nice people create big communities. And this is how we do things. So, yeah, it's pretty simple. Like the snail says, slow and steady, right? A hundred percent. It is true. And you know, one thing I, when I found out that you had, um, like I'm obviously in web three. Uh, I also don't like to flip. I'm glad you touched on that because I think it's, 
one of the hardest things to master. And so many people get in the space and think that's the way forward. And it's like, you're going to lose a lot more money than you end up making. <laughs> um, it's good to hear your thoughts um, on the space, because I think uh, similarly, I just buy projects I have conviction in. I uh, also take bets of conviction in the the ability of what you could do in the space, like a untapped uh, talent that needed to be found. And so I'm glad we were able to do something. And I was scared shitless when I found out you quit your job uh, and didn't ever told you that because I'm like, what the fuck? What if we don't? What if we don't bring this to market? What if it doesn't do well? I never wanted to see um, what that would look like, but it, thankfully it never happened because everything, like you said, happens for a reason. I'm so glad you took that leap of faith and, um, the collective supported this insane artwork. And now we have our own identities and it's so cool to see so many different, um, Carl's in the audience and the crypto tats PFP. Uh, they're so easy to like identify because they stand out. They're unique. Um, and we, and we love them. So thank you for bringing the, those to us and allowing us to have the real first huge success story around the collective and what we're capable of. And I can't wait for all the projects to come in, in the ecosystem, but just also just like you said, getting to network and grow and find more people. And if this is your first time, um, you know, being in a space with us, thanks for being here. It's, I remember when we, I first started the crazy about crypto show, it was like two or three people in the audience. And ever since then, it's like reminding people of that message. It doesn't matter where you start. It's just a matter of continuing to build and find people you connect with. That's what this space is all about. So I want to just give you a huge shout out of gratitude. Nomos for coming on the show and chatting about your journey in Web3. Uh, the Crazy About Crypto Show does not accept paid advertisements or pay requests to come on the show. The quality of guests and educational content provided is essential. I want to shout out the Crazy Carl Collective. Crazy Carl's not my real name. I'm just one voice in the Crazy Carl Collective. We're an entity in the Web3 space working to build and grow together. All guests during Season 2 of the show are Crazy Carl's. So if you're not in the collective, I encourage you to follow and watch us. Then one day, possibly join us. Thanks for tuning in today and continuing to learn about the innovation that Web3 unlocks for us all. This has been another production of Guttercat Studios. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse.